Today, I'm taking it to the streets to give people the good news. Oh, excuse me. Hello. I'm Flo from Progressive. And did you know... No, I'm just waiting for the bus. So then you have time to hear about how with HomeQuote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance. Yeah, if I was interested in talking to you, which I'm not. Okay, I'll do the talking and you just check if you can be saving, which is going to be pretty hard to do if you... Put on your headphones. Okay. See if you're paying too much for home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or it's 2 a.m. Better ready this. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I... I'm Eagle Falcon. We have a lot to talk about today. AMD is trying to dethrone Yugi Moto, I mean Intel, and become the new king of games. It's kind of bold what AMD is claiming, but it really is what Ryzen needs. We'll talk about that a bit later, but first we have the third quarter numbers for all Streaming platforms that matter, TM. From Streamlabs. Basically, here's how it breaks down. Twitch, the total watch hours went down quite a, quite a bit. But at the same time, it's not too surprising. Because keep in mind, Twitch got a huge boost in viewership last quarter, all thanks to the virus and the lockdowns from said virus. So to see that dip down is not too surprising. Total hours streamed went up a little bit, just a touch. Mostly because people took up the hobby of streaming during the lockdowns. After your job comes back, you're if you like what you're doing, you're going to keep doing it. That's what I'm seeing there. Same thing with Unique Channels. It went up just a slight bit. But, of course, because those watch hours went down, the average co-current viewership went down. But again, it's unlike before, look at these numbers, you could try and... I figure out, oh, is Twitch in trouble? In this case, it's... No. It's because virus. What is more surprising, though, is to see YouTube gaming go up quite a bit. From Q2 of last year to Q3 of this year, it went up about a good 10%. Which is interesting because the amount of hours streamed went way down. That doesn't make any sense. But that is what we're seeing. And the number of unique channels on YouTube gaming is also quite a bit down. That's about a good, what, 17% down is what we're seeing there. 
Viewership, however, that is up about a good 9%, all according to Streamlabs and Stream Hatchet. Facebook gaming is just, you know, it's it's a bit up. It's a bit up across the board. Except for average concurrent viewership, that went down about 2%. What's more surprising to me is top games. If you were to look at your your following page, you would assume the indie game Among Us would have been there in top games watched. It is, in fact, not. League of Legends is still top game watched. Followed by just the general category of just chatting. Followed by Fork Knife. Is still somehow still popular. I am legitimately surprised by this. You would just assume with how much Among Us has just consumed the last couple of months. I swear, every single streamer has at least dedicated a minimum of one day a week to this indie game that's existed for quite a while. Someone in chat wants to know, doesn't Tencent own Riot? Well, the reason that's brought up is because top publishers watched is Riot Games and then Tencent. I do not believe... Tencent owns Riot. Tencent might have a stake in Riot. Tencent just has a has a nasty little habit of just trying to get their tentacles into just about everything. Like they don't go out and specifically have Oh, never mind. Riot Games was majorly acquired by Chinese corporation Tencent back in February 2011. So yeah, Tencent does have a majority control in Riot Games. That's unfortunate. Wah, wah. So that does actually raise the question then. Why separate the... No, I get... Never mind. I see why separate the two. It's just... It's just annoying to see top two publishers watched is... Tencent and... A company owned by Tencent. And then Epic Games. That makes me a sad panda. Shifting gears with no good segue to this category, Facebook is putting its foot down and straight up banning any and all QAnon-themed anything. I kind of got mixed feelings about this. You know, anytime you've got a social media platform deciding that this topic, 
off limits forever. You first go, okay, hold on. Don't you think that people should be able to talk about this sort of thing? But then at the same time, you look at what's being blocked. And it's a conspiracy theory that I've gotten so tired of, I have literally forgotten what it's about. But every time I hear QAnon, all I can do is roll my eyes and move on because I've gotten so sick of it. But then the real question then becomes, why not ban other hilariously toxic groups? This is the problem when you have when you have a company like Facebook deciding this conspiracy theory is too bad to exist, but then you let other ones that say that like someone in the chat just mentioned, why why not ban the ones that try to join that try to organize, join in on peaceful protests and start fires? There's more, there's plenty of those. Someone in chat says the, the Q types, it's, man, we're starting to, we're starting to get down that political road. And as far as I'm aware, they're not. It's just, you start going down this slope. And that's the problem. The moment you start going down this slope, you can't just stop. So you enjoy that, Facebook. You enjoy taking a stand and enjoying the uh, the nonsense that comes from that. Oh, by the way, Etsy is doing the same. Etsy is banning Q- QAnon merch. I am stunned this was not a a policy that was put in in the first place. Wonderful. How the heck is it? Why is it that all of a sudden they're taking note of QAnon now that it's like dying down? Odd. In any case... Shifting over to groups of less controversy, Team X, or how how would you pronounce this? Zecuter? Executor? It's spelled X-E-Cuter. But in any case... Team Executor Game Piracy Homebrew Group has been arrested. They have been notorious for doing a lot of various security cracks and piracy actions for the Nintendo Homebrew platform. I mean, on one hand, you got a couple of things. 
groups like this were the reason that 3DS capture cards came into existence. Why a lot of uh, capture devices for Nintendo devices that normally had no no video out were made and did in fact help push the Let's Play movement forward. On the other hand, they are also responsible for a whole lot of more illegal activities such as just straight up piracy and let's be honest Nintendo has kind of a zero tolerance policy when it comes to well pretty much anything that's not officially blessed by Nintendo It's just, yeah. I think what's more surprising to me is that the the people who were uh, were arrested was Max Luarn and Gary Bowser. Gary Bowser. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That cannot be his real name. That has to be some sort of pseudonym, right? Then again, I mean, there, there is the... Then again, I mean, Nintendo America is, in fact, you know, run by Doug Bowser. I don't know. (laughs) This just amuses me. That it's literally Gary Bowser trying to undermine Doug Bowser. The Bowser family is at war. Oh, man. All right. Let's, Let's go talk about probably one of the hotter scoops this week it's no secret that the RTX 3080 or for that fact the entire RTX 3000 launch in general has been uh, plagued with uh, supply shortages to say the least for whatever reason a lot of people are speculating that Samsung's manufacturing of the GPU die itself is the reason for a lot of this, but at this time, we don't know. All we can do is speculate. However, MSI, well, they got kind of caught doing something pretty, pretty dirty. On eBay, there are tons of different users that are going about and selling RTX 3080s for way, way higher than MSRP. One of which 
is from a seller called Starlet Partner. But there's a problem. If you look into Starlet Partner, you will find out that the trademark for Starlet Partner is owned by MicroStar International, a.k.a. MSI. And sure enough, the RTX 3080s that Starlet Partner was scalping were in fact all MSI cards. Now, as everyone was getting through and trying to dig into what the story was with these cards, a lot of people wanted to temper back how bad it looked, because, of course, there is the chance that these cards are, well, gained another way, perhaps, that it was just an EB account spoofing that it was Starlet Partner. Many different outlets then went ahead to get in touch with MSI and with NVIDIA to figure out what the heck was going on. And, well... I'll give MSI credit. At least they were honest. The official statement from MSI is as follows. I cannot find the actual statement. All right, here we go. The actual statement from MSI is as follow, word for word. Starlet Partners is an individual sales subsidiary working under MSI. They carry excess inventory and refurbished items and would not be given newly released products such as the GeForce RTX 30 series graphic cards. As such, we have conducted an investigation and found that an error allowed them access to inventory they were not permitted to handle. Starlet Partner has been instructed to contact the individual customers who purchased these graphic card products and offer two options. Return the product and receive a full refund or a partial refund of the amount paid over MSI's MSRP. Moving forward, MSI will enforce a stricter policy to avoid situations like this happening again. That is the official statement that MSI made public. There's a couple problems with this statement. First off, do you notice a word missing in this statement? While you think about it, I also want you to consider this. This story exploded on, I want to actually make sure I get the, the date right. It exploded Tuesday night. This statement was then made... At 2 a.m. Wednesday morning. Only a few hours after this was brought to light under MSI. Now granted, 
MSI is located in Taiwan. So it would have been during normal operational hours. So it is possible they would have started an investigation, but let's be honest. When it comes to working under such large companies, investigations like this take time and not an insignificant amount of time. I have been thinking on this all week, and I've actually been, I actually spent two early bird briefings talking about this story. And I had two theories. One was that this is, in fact, genuine, that they are just so incompetent, they didn't realize That this Starlet Partners accidentally received a couple dozen of these RTX 30 series that are in short supply, and that somehow the inventory system was so incompetent that this is allowed to happen. Or they quickly threw this together after Starlet Partner was caught trying to make a little extra cash for the greater cause. And the more and more you look into it, it seems like the latter. There's no mistaking it. A branch of MSI just tried to scalp their customer base. That doesn't look good for the whole of MSI. Granted, these sort of things can happen that a bad executive makes a bad decision in a subsection of a big company like this. But to see things move this quickly, the fact that statements like this came out in a matter of hours in a a big company like MSI does make you wonder how much did MSI know at the time? Either way, between the possibility of either gross incompetence or just straight up trying to scalp their customer base, I you can go make what you can go buy from whatever company you want. But I'm going to do everything in my power not to buy an MSI card. Because this kind of behavior, either from just gross negligence or from just terrible business practices, I don't think should be encouraged or rewarded in any way, shape, or form. It's not a good look for MSI, especially when you look at the last scandal they had where a UK branch of MSI tried to go ahead and tell a tech YouTuber that they shouldn't go and publish 
their slightly negative review on a laptop, or there could be consequences. Like, that's not okay. I'm sorry, MSI. This isn't a good look for you. We're going to take a break here when we come back. I have a lot of Apple news to share. Some good, some bad, but it's Apple news. So what more could you ask for? The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with the ring-tailed lemur from Progressive or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Modern leaders, it's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, Microsoft has made it official without making it official. They are, in fact, going to have xCloud become web apps instead of standalone apps. So, for those who want a bit of a backstory on this, Microsoft has a cloud gaming service. It's called xCloud. Actually, I think it's now called Game Pass Streaming. It doesn't matter. Microsoft has no idea how to name anything. For crying out loud, they can't even count to 10. 3, 3.1, 3. something else, 95, 98, me, XP, 7, 8. You get the joke. The problem was that when they tried to launch the app for iOS to be able to let you play cloud games on your iPhone, Apple went ahead and said, no, absolutely not. And if they wanted to do it, they'd have to make an individual app for every single possible game that would be streamed. And that's just, that's not a great plan, considering that Xbox's whole thing is to say, hey, one place access to all these games. You don't even need to have space on your local device. You play it on our cloud. Well, Amazon thought of, came up with this idea first by just saying, you know what? We'll just make it a browser app. 
And then Microsoft's like, wow, we should do that too. And now they're making it, making it official but unofficial because they're just telling you internally that they're just like, hey, it's going to be a browser-based app. Done. And that's the right way to go about it, if you ask me. Amazon also made that same thing official that it's going to be available for iOS users as web apps. They have made that official. They talked about briefly in the thing, and it is going to launch with over 100 games. Web apps is the future. In fact, you know, since it's just a web app, doesn't that also bypass Apple's App Store? Hmm. Speaking of which, we have a date-ish TM for the Epic Games versus Apple trial. It is beginning in May 2021. No! Oh, God, we're going to be talking about this for over a year. No! Oh, oh God. So if you were like me, hoping to be able to move on to a different topic from this, nope, you're going to be hearing more about how Fork Knife versus Apple is going to be going on for at least another full year. Now, if you want some other sketch behavior by Apple, here's one that's just kind of a, Yikes. Apple catches an electronics reseller illegally reselling over 100,000 iPhones, iPads, and Apple Watches. What the reseller was doing was taking good components off these iPhones, iPads, and what whatnot. Taking all the bad ones, recycling them, but then taking the good ones and remaking fully functional products. This is all using a process known in the tech industry as refurbishing. However, Apple is not thrilled about the idea of giving second life to electronics. And, well, Apple is going to be suing this company for 31 million Canadian rupees in estimated total damages because of the amount of products that this company decided to give a second life to rather than just destroy. Grow up, Apple, for crying out Why don't you just go after every single freaking independent seller ever? It'll be fun and exciting. Go, go ahead. Just every single guy, whoever decided, you know what? Let me go and try to give second life to me. Oh, heck. Heck. Why, why don't you just go ahead and sue me for daring, daring to take an iMac off the side of the road 
have it sitting in my shop and I haven't gotten to it yet because all it needs is a hard drive. But according to what you're doing to this recycler here, that's illegal and could have led to something or another for F's sake. I really, really do hope that once this goes to court, that this recycling company countersues. I really, really do. I really, really want to see Apple get this thrown back in their face. Because this is absurd. But you know, hey, at least uh, Apple is willing to pay out $288,000 to various white hat hackers who are going in and finding vulnerabilities in their software I mean I think just that just their software but you know that's that that's that's the headline you need I mean realistically this kind of stuff is done constantly but let's be honest Apple really just threw this out there to try and smother that other headline I just mentioned It's just like, hey, look at this shiny object. Ooh, it's so shiny. It has six digits. Another shiny story that uh, that Apple wants you to pay closer attention to rather than uh, looking at their other stuff and going, yikes. We have a leaker who believes they have cracked the code for what iPhones we shall be seeing very, very soon. October 13th is the day. I actually don't know if I ever talked about this on Eagle Eyes on Tech or on the early bird briefing. This last week was weird. But I digress. We will be expecting to see four new iPhones and a HomePod Mini. Yes, the HomePod Mini is obviously going to be connecting or competing against the Google Nest Mini and the Echo Dot. But of but unfortunately, in very Apple, very Apple like, it is going to cost nowhere near as cheap as either of those two devices. The Echo Dot normally sells for about fifty bucks. Same thing with the Nest Mini, unless you get it on a holiday in which it's like twenty five bucks. The HomePod Mini is going to be, at least according to this leak, $100. Which kind of just is in that category of just resting your your hand on, on, on your hand here and going, Really? Yay! Our four iPhones, because that actually is new. Starting from the top, the iPhone 12 Pro Max, 
the iPhone 12 Pro, the iPhone 12, and the new boy, the iPhone 12 mini. All four will have 5G support. The Pro models will supposedly have the Super Retina XDR. And yes, every single time I see XDR, I can't help but see the XD emoji face in there and kind of crack a smile every single time. And then just assume the R means that it's a pirate. But I digress! The key thing here is going to be the screen sizes. The 12 mini will be a 5.4 inch display available in black, white, red, blue, and green. And storage options are going to be between 64 gigabytes to 256 gigabytes. Feature two cameras will be available for pre-order November 6th or November 7th with a release date of November 13th or 14th. So with a starting price of $700. And that's actually the big thing. In a world right now, where Samsung is trying to push the cost for a flagship phone up as high as they can, for Apple to just say, bam, 700 brand new top of the line phone. That is a bold statement to say against your competition. And for the most part, Samsung really is Apple's only competition that most care about. The other thing I kind of want to point out is 5.4 inches, as someone kind of just mentioned in the chat somewhat. That's mini? Remember how not too long ago, five inches for a phone was considered obscene? Where is my phone currently? I actually don't even know. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. The iPhone 12 is going to be a 6.1 inch screen. Start at $800. Same sort of cameras as the 12 mini. Pre-orders will be available October 16th or 17th. Release date, 23rd or 24th, starting at $800. Chat currently cannot help but make dick jokes in regards to these screen sizes. <laughs> oh. We are so immature. The iPhone 12 Pro will still start at a, at $1,000, be available in silver, graphite, blue, and gold, starting with 128 gigabytes of storage, maxing out at 512, and will have triple camera setups and a LiDAR sensor. And then the iPhone 12 Pro Max will start at $1,100. Same sort of setup as the 
$8,000 iPhone 12 Pro, but with a 6.7-inch screen. All right, we'll see how things go. We will see how this goes. The guy also predicts, the guy who's leaking this, also says there's going to be some kind of wireless MagSafe chargers that are going to appear with these phones. Sure, why not? I don't know. I don't think that means we're going to see the death of uh, the charging port, though. I think it just means that it'll be an option. Although, there have been a lot, underline a lot of rumors in the past that Apple wants to kill that charging port. Oh yeah, this is all supposed to be the generation that we stop seeing chargers too. Maybe I'm just a guy who's way too cost conscious, but... If I paid $1,100 for a phone and I got to go and get a charger separately for it, I'd be a little ticked. I'm just saying. It also just seems bizarre that Apple, of all people, Apple, the company that is just like, you need to use Apple. Our charger, if you use any other charger, it will blow up your device and we will come and beat you with a wet fish. It still seems bizarre that that company is the one that's going to stop shipping chargers in the box with your $1,000 phone. I guess at least that's one thing Samsung hasn't done to tick me off yet. But then again, they are selling a $1,000 phone Made of plastic! Yes, I am still salty about the fact that the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 is a $1,000 phone made of plastic. It's insulting. $1,000. Hmm. Chat's annoyed that they won't hop over to USB-C yet. All right, here, here, here. I know it's not the New Year's yet. Here's my prediction. Assuming, assuming iPhone 12 still has lightning ports. Here's my prediction. iPhone 13. It will feature these magnetic wireless chargers. The regular models. No lightning port at all. No actual charging port. Wireless only. But the pros will have USB-C. Bold prediction. Chat says they already said that this is the last one. I don't think Apple has come out and said officially that the iPhone 12 is the last phone that will have lightning. I want to say that those were uh, predictors and leakers that have said that. 
I don't think we have that officially from Apple. But then again, Apple also has this nasty habit of just not talking. Or when they actually do talk, they talk through leakers TM. Let's talk about the last bit of Apple news I have. There is a rumored Apple event that will be in November. And this one will feature the first Apple Silicon TM laptop. And it's either going to be a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro. That will feature a 12-core processor based on TSMC's 5-nanometer process node. All right, all right. First off, before every Apple fanboy starts drooling at the thought of a 12-core laptop workhorse let me tell you a a little story about how arm works and this is a trap that i fell into as well you see arm uses a kind of cpu architecture style called big little meaning that you have a chunk of high performance cores the big cores and a chunk of smaller cores the little cores those little cores are very 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 power efficient consume very little power and generate very little heat but then when real work needs to be done the processor then uses the big cores I am willing to bet these 12 cores are split between big little So six of these are little cores and six of these are big cores. So it's most likely really going to behave more like a six core processor, not a 12 core. But you know, we've already seen six cores, but 12 cores, not even AMD, the king of cores has made a 12 core laptop processor yet you know except for those uh those crazy laptops where they shoved a full-size ryzen desktop cpu into a laptop which by the way that is crazy just taking a straight up 16 core ryzen 3950x and shoving a laptop that is dumb that is incredibly stupid No one should ever do that. The amount of power that would take is astronomical. It is not efficient. It is not great for a a laptop. It is terrible for portability, and I want one. I want one so bad. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing to carry a 16-core monster in a bag, but it is dumb. Why is it everything I ever want in a laptop is really, really dumb, and I know it? It's so true, though. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about the PlayStation 5 teardown. Because let's be honest, there is some fast. 
fascinating stuff in the PS5 that very few know about. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you, engineered to a higher standard, the human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right, Sony did a seven-minute-long teardown of the PlayStation 5, and we have learned quite a bit about it, such as the heatsink is about the same size as the blasted motherboard. And probably the most fascinating part about it all is this might quite possibly be one of the first mass-produced devices that is going to be using liquid metal as the thermal paste material between the SOC, that's the main CPU and GPU combination on the board, and the heatsink. So for those who aren't in the know, when you connect any kind of computer component that generates heat, whether it be a CPU, a GPU, a MOSFET, or whatever, you have some type of material between the thing that generates the heat and whatever is cooling it off. In most cases, it's some kind of metal heat sink. In other cases, it could be a water block, and then water flows through the block, and the water transports the heat away to a radiator. Most of the time, you use a thermal paste. A non-conductive material that just transfers heat effectively enough and helps transfer it between the dye and the sink. You need this at all times just because there are almost always very small scratches and cracks. Well, scratches, not cracks. Where there can be air between the dye and the heat sink. Air, however, is not a conductor of heat. It is actually an insulator. To one extent or another. 
So you want some kind of heat conductor to fill in those gaps. Now, extreme use cases call for a material known as liquid metal, which is a compound of mostly gallium that is extremely good at transferring heat, but because it is metal, it is also electrically conductive. So when you apply it, you need to be super careful and need to have some sort of way to make sure that if liquid metal does seep out, it does not get on other components. So for Sony to choose liquid metal has their thermal paste here is... It's very ballsy. It is very, very ballsy. And um, I hate to say it, because I love the move. I think it's extremely good if done right. But this further cements my decision that I would not, under any circumstances, get a PlayStation 5 on launch day. Because if they mess up the method they're using to make sure the liquid metal is isolated to just the CPU and GPU, and it gets on any other kind of circuitry, it can cause a short and it can kill the entire PlayStation 5. This has the potential to be the start of a big scandal. This could, in fact, end up being potentially a choice that could lead to the Xbox 360 Red Rings of Death sort of meme. That, let's be honest, Microsoft did not recover from that until an entire generation later. Now, am I saying that you should absolutely, under any circumstances, never buy a PlayStation 5? Of course not. Let's be honest. If you're going to go ahead and buy a PlayStation 5 on day one, there is nothing I could say that would convince you not to do that. I could tell you right now that the PlayStation 5 has hidden code in it that'll make it come alive and kill puppies while you're asleep. Let's be honest, if you're a hardcore enough fan to go buy a PlayStation 5, you wouldn't care. So in the end, go do whatever you'd like, but I'm just going to say it. This is a very risky maneuver of Sony's, and it could either A, lead to a very high-performance console that is very, very quiet because heat can move away from that CPU extremely quickly or can lead to a very to very much a very short lifespan to a console. 
The only way we'll know for sure is, well, I'd say by June of next year, we'll see how it goes down. But you know what more people are talking about? Most people don't care about the fact there's liquid metal in there. No, 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 no. Most people... Most people, what they care about is the fact that the PlayStation 5 will swap the X and circle buttons in Japan. (gasps) See, in Japan, the circle button means confirm and the X means cancel. Whereas everywhere else in the world, the X button is confirmed and the circle is cancelled is cancel which by the way made no sense to me but i thought it was brilliant that the circle was red and the and the x was blue because so then it could just keep going back and forth and you'd have a good reason for suspecting either one but it still drove me nuts anytime i played the game but now the sony has seen the light and they've decided you know what maybe universal's universal schematics make sense but here's my real question Why didn't you just swap the two buttons? Put the circle in the X position, the X in the circle position. If we're all about just making standards that make sense, why is X cancel? I just don't understand. You know what else this means? This leaves Nintendo. As the sole person who has their confirm button on the right and their cancel button at the bottom. So when's Nintendo going to make the change? Probably never. Because Nintendo is way more of a traditionalist than any other gaming company out there. And don't get me wrong, we love them for that. Granted, they did finally cave in with this Pro Controller and actually make a controller design that makes sense. I still don't get why the heck we we liked the N64 controller. That thing was a nightmare. And yet we all love it. I still love it. The weird controller designed for people with three arms. In any case, we're going to shift gears and stop reminiscing about the N64. And wondering when the heck we're going to get the N64 Mini. Still still waiting for it, Nintendo. Still waiting for it. of U.S. next-gen pre-orders are of the PlayStation 5. According to a VGM study, now you might be thinking, oh, your God. 
Sony is killing it. Sony is the new top tier console. Take that, everyone else. You want to know why? It's because no one can pre-order anything. The other reason is just that, you know. Oh, no, they gone for the disc version. Never mind. I, mi- I misread it. I was about to say it's because they all went for the discless version that was slightly cheaper. No, they actually did go for the $500. They went for the full PlayStation 5 experience with the disc drive. The main reason... Is that the Sony PlayStation is the only one you could pre-order? Oh, man. Slow freaking clap. Amazing. Let's talk Intel for a second. Intel did make an announcement. On October 7th, remember this date, by the way, October 7th, Intel had confirmed that they will, in fact, be releasing their Rocket Lake desktop processors for Q1 for of Q1 of 2021, and that it will feature PCI Express 4.0. Yeah, remember when Intel said no one's going to use it, and we're just going to skip the PCI Express... 5.0 and AMD is a big poopy head. Yeah, I remember when Intel was a petulant child too. It was on October 7th. And quite a few days before that too. But in any case, they just want you to remember we have desktops coming. They're going to be freaking 14 nanometers still. Because holy cow, Intel is about as bad at counting down as Valve is at counting to three. But we're telling you, they're 14 nanometer plus, 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 XD plus, 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 is going to continue to be the king of gaming. Totally. Well, maybe there's more to it than that, because we're also seeing some Alder Lake SCPUs popping up that will be the 12th generation processor. So Intel is working on a, on a real solution that isn't freaking 14 nanometers again, 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 again. But we are seeing 16 cores, 32 threads. It, it I mean, it's, it's clear what this is here. Intel Alder Lake. It is obvious that this is what's going to be Intel's answer to AMD. And holy cow, is it an answer that's been long overdue? However, the clock speeds are not impressive at only 1.3 gigahertz. At the same time, they're a long way away. These could just be test samples they're testing out and then leaked out to say, don't forget us. 
But in any case, let's talk about what AMD announced on October 8th. AMD made it official. Zen 3 will be coming out. The Ryzen 5000 CPUs. Thank God, by the way, they did decide to call it Ryzen 5000. Ooh, crisis averted. So, what is so big about Ryzen 5000? Well, it's very simple. Ryzen 5000 is how AMD is going to take the crown of King of Games away from Yugi Moto and become the new Yu-Gi-Oh! Wait, no. Ryzen 5000 is how AMD is going to be taking the crown of best gaming CPU away from Intel. When push came to shove, even though Intel is losing pretty hard in every other CPU benchmark known to man, and is being a big baby about it, I might add. They were still the king of gaming. By just the slightest amount. Zen 3 changes this. With up to a 19% increase in instructions per clock. This is what Zen was bad at. This is what let Intel retain the gaming crown. And what this is going to allow is for the Ryzen 5000 CPUs to beat Intel in anywhere from... Just barely at about 1%. I think actually in one benchmark, they still admitted that Intel was better than it by 3%. All the way up to 17% that these CPUs just kills Intel in in single-threaded performance. The number of cores is going to remain the same. The Ryzen... 5600X is still going to be a 6-core processor compared to the 3600X. Which, by the way, that's going to be a really good CPU for a gaming build. The Ryzen 5800X is going to be an 8-core. 5900X is going to be a 12-core. And the 5950 is going to be a 16-core. Prices range from from 450 to 550 to $800. They will all be available November 5th. Of course, don't pre-order. Wait for official benchmarks to come out. But now you see why I just blatantly went out and said, hey, Intel's being a, a child about this. Literally the day before AMD announces they have the answer to gaming and can beat Intel in the one segment that Intel wins at. Intel's just like, we'll, we'll, we'll have an answer, I swear. Just, just, just give us time and a cookie. Yeah. It's, it's not a good look for you, Intel. I'm sorry. It just isn't. 
We're going to take a break here. When we come back, I have more Intel, or I'm sorry, AMD news, believe it or not. There is quite a bit of info in that little keynote of AMDs. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, we did get a tease, and I want to stress this, a tease regarding the RX 6000 series. These are the GPUs that are going to compete against NVIDIA's RTX 3000 series that is so popular, even MSI is trying to get more money out of those cards. What the heck, MSI? I still can't believe that. Just... The heck, MSI? The heck? How how do you fail me this hard? But I digress. AMD is claiming that the performance of their RX... 6900 nice series will match the RX 3080. Now, there could be some truth to this. Mostly because, let's be honest, the consoles are going to be using AMD GPUs. For these consoles to get anywhere close to what they're promising. I'll tell you this right now. Though, if you are planning on getting a PlayStation 5 and expecting 4K60, well, you're silly. You're you're silly in the head. I don't think you're going to get that on launch day. I think it's going to take a while for developers to get that kind of performance out of that out of that hardware. You are very much silly in the head. But in order to even get close to that, these GPUs are going to have to perform, which means that the RX 6900 Nice is going to have to get close to what the RTX 2000 and 3000 is able to pull off. And so it's it's nice to see AMD's giving us something to stare at other than the world's most terrible render inside a fork knife that nobody cares about. I'm sorry, I still I I, I still feel like I've been mocked by being told by AMD to log into Forkknife to go see what their GPU is going to look like. That's dumb. I still hate it. Still didn't do it. Fork knife is on none of my computers. Although, not gonna lie, starting a stream up and then playing for- Fortnite. Fortnite. I've been saying fork knife so much tonight that I keep messing it up. 
starting a stream playing Fort Fortnite would in fact be a very much a horror stream. Hmm. All right, slaughtering my own streaming career aside, we don't have much of anything to go on for it. All we have is just AMD pretending they can get some hype generated for these GPUs. And granted, they need to generate hype now. Because NVIDIA is not looking good. There is no way NVIDIA looks at these GPUs at their RTX 3080 launch and goes, yeah, this is amazing. It's not, it's not looking good. You probably should have made more than two dozen GPUs. Just saying. So we'll just have to see. The clock is ticking, AMD. Good luck. What is good news, though, for AMD is the fact that the usage of AMD CPUs on Steam is going up. It's now over 25%. Yeah. Now that's actually better than it sounds because you got to remember Steam is the main source of downloading games on the PC platform, right? This does include laptops. So Intel has a huge inflated market with it because any sort of gaming laptop or non-gaming laptop that you just wanted to go and download Among Us on so you could go mess with your coworkers or whatever. That helps the Intel number quite a bit. So for them to break 25%, and that's considering that getting an AMD-powered laptop is nigh impossible. Trust me, I tried. This is good news. More and more. AMD is gaining more and more ground. Though, before we move on to the next story, I just want to say, it really, really does bother me that Hexus, where I got this story from, continues to have percent as two separate words, as per and cent. That really, really bothers me. Hexus, please. Please have your editors repass second grade English. I beg you. I don't know where you're based, but this needs to stop. I don't care which English, I don't care where, where, where you're located in. No one has percent as two separate words. There is no space between per and cent. This has nothing to do with text. With tech. This just really bothers me. 
Please stop. You know what else really bothers me? NVIDIA deciding that words that help you identify what a GPU does is overrated, and therefore, the Quadro name is just gone. Poof! Gone! Never to be seen again! NVIDIA has announced two new GPUs, the RTX A6000 and A40 GPUs. The A40 replaces the Tesla line, which that was their passively cooled data center GPUs, which oddly enough, because I am a tech weirdo, I have almost a Tesla GPU actually right here. Look at that thing that you people on an audio-only podcast can't see. It's the back of a GPU, but it's just a vent. It's weird. And also, this is a grid card, not a Tesla card. I can't believe actually the grid um, name just kind of died off. The grid cards were... Almost dropped that GPU. The grid cards were actually intended for cloud gaming, and that's just all the buzz now. But all the cloud gaming services decided, you know what? Your purpose-based cloud gaming cards are dead to me. I'm going to go and get a whole bunch of not cloud gaming cards and throw them into a box, and then what? I don't know. It just this seems kind of weird to me. But so we know there's just going to be the GeForce RTX series, then just RTX, and then just blank. The GPUs, honestly, are very impressive spec-wise. Both of them are going to be 10,000 CUDA cores, 336 tensor cores, no idea what their boost clock is, 48 gigabytes of video memory that are partial ECC. Performance numbers weren't given. They're both going to be 300 watt cards. The quad, the not a quadro card is going to be actively cooled with a blower fan. The not a Tesla card is going to be passively cooled. Both of which will have NVLink for SLI or just cross computing that a grand total of four people are going to use. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Etc. We'll be seeing the not a quadro in December of 2020 and the not a Tesla in Q1 of 2021. I mean, when push comes to shove, it's it's just a professional card. All right. Professionals usually tend to go out of their way to learn their parts, learn exactly what they need, and so on and so forth. They never go and, and say, ooh, that has, has a lot of hurts. They go ahead and do their research and say, like, oh, hey, look, the 10900 is pr- pretty good, but we can just step down to the 10800 that has a slightly higher a higher boost and it'll actually perform better for what we need it for and here there and the other thing 
That's not a real case. I just made that up on the fly. But you get my point. So, I mean, the naming scheme is not going to matter a whole lot because the customers for these are going to do their research before they purchase. I just want to know why, NVIDIA, why do you hate simplicity? Is this just how you get your rocks off? By just trying to confuse your customers? Do you enjoy trying to drive the world insane? Are you going to launch a GTX 1800 series just to really mess with us? Are you going to go the AMD route and just make name a, make a bicycle and call that the Quadro? I just want to know, a- NVIDIA. Why do you hate making sense? I just want to know. Why do you hate logic? Please, just, just, just talk to us. Why do you hate making sense? You want to talk about a weird NVIDIA story, though. The NVIDIA RTX 3090 is such a monster that someone had the lunatic idea of getting a 3090, converting the VRAM on the card into a RAM disk, to then install Crisis on the VRAM on the card. This is Crisis 3, by the way. And then run it at 4K. A RAM disk, for for those who don't know, is you basically just section off a chunk of RAM and have that behave as actual storage. However, you have to be very careful when using a RAM disk because it does have to have an actual drive it saves to for when you shut off the machine. There are tons of industrial use cases for RAM disks. None of them, however, are to use the the RAM on a graphics card as your storage. This is dumb. On the other hand, this NVIDIA grid card I have here has, like, 32 gigs of RAM on it. I think that's 8 gigs per GPU, 4 GPUs. So if I got a bunch of these... How much storage could I have? No, that's stupid. This whole thing is dumb. This whole thing is a terrible, terrible idea, and everyone involved should should feel ashamed for using the RAM on a $1,500 graphic card to run Crisis. That's silly. You need to go get a Quadro RTX A8000 to do that first.
<laughs> with its 48 gigs. Now that, that is thinking with your head. It's now no longer can the graphic card run Crisis. It's can it can you install Crisis on the graphic card? So, so dumb. Speaking of gaming, for those who have been eagerly waiting for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, or as I call it, Keanu Reeves Simulator in the future, TM. It has gone gold. And the world map has already leaked. Because, of course, nothing can ever be a secret for you in this world. They must go in and spoil everything. I, for one, haven't gone and looked at it because I'd rather not. By the way, a reminder, if you are hoping for good deals, Amazon Prime Day is coming up soon, where you too can enjoy um, uh, oh, the Echo Show 5 is like 50% off. Yeah, the rest just kind of look okay. I, I, there's just not really any anything there that just makes you go, "Oh yes, I'm in." You, you, you've got me, man. It's just all kind of meh. Have I just? become jaded have have i just gone very meh oh wait no even chat's just like yeah it doesn't look ter- it doesn't look great oh there's one 32 inch tv that's 60 bucks off that's like a third of its price gone there that's something We're just going to go on and move on about how and and talk instead about how the U.S. military is using AR goggles on their dogs. Wait, what? (laughs) Okay. So the thought process is. With using these augmented reality goggles on dogs, is that handlers can use the goggles to issue commands from afar on the dogs. Apparently, what? <laughs> this is this is just this is all the, this just goes down is just like a. All you can do is just like jaw drop, hand on face, tilt head, just go. What on earth? Oh, there we go. Chat's onto it. We can just 
use you, we can just use AR to to just superimpose dog treats on areas of the, of the target for where you want your military attack dog to attack. These are not the things that I expected uh, to get as we move closer and closer into the future. AR dogs. Augmented reality dogs. Spotify will now let you search for songs by lyrics. A feature that I was stunned. Underline stunned to find out they have not had at all this entire time. How? How has this not been a feature on Spotify? I think Winamp has had this feature. How the heck has Spotify not? Am I just expecting too much of the world? I probably am. That's most likely my problem. Waymo is rolling out its first self-driving taxi service to the public. So now you too can enjoy a driverless taxi which will hopefully have all kinds of handles you can grip onto as you question your life and get used to the fact that your car has no driver. But it doesn't matter because drunk Josh will still run off your, will still hit your taxi because in the world, it's not how bad of a driver you are. It's how bad is everyone else. I'm very quickly trying to look through to see where it is going public. Chat wonders if it's going to hit someone crossing the street. I'm fairly certain with how much companies like Waymo have been trying to do everything in its power to not hit pedestrians it'll nail that i don't think it's gonna nail avoiding a swerving driver i think it's not gonna get i don't think it's gonna nail down a lot of other nonsense either it's going to be rolling out in phoenix arizona and will soon be expanded to all users of its app tm will see the UK has discovered that their reported numbers of the virus cases has been botched and Microsoft Excel is to blame a bad Microsoft Excel import has caused the loss of over 15,000 cases. Slow 
freaking clap. Bravo. Bravo. Let's all give a round of applause to Productivity Software Everywhere, who has just, that continues to prove that it has only one job and it barely gets it done. Oh, what is it about productivity, productivity software and printers? They have basic jobs and they suck at it. Which brings us to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. Razor has done it. They have made a Visa card for gamers. I I have no words. My words have failed me. Razer has decided that it's going to make a physical card for their Razer Pay app. And as far as I'm aware, it looks like it is going to be a prepay Visa, Visa card as opposed to an actual credit card like the Apple card. And yes, it will have the Razer logo on it. And yes, it will have the logo light up in Razer green. And yes, I did double check the date. It is not April 1st. And yes, I know it's 2020, and you can make a pretty good case that all of 2020 is basically April Fools for the entire 2000s. But I assure you, this is a real story. It is actually going to happen. And Razer may, in fact, have officially jumped the shark folks that is going to do it for this week's episode of eagle eyes on tech thank you so much for listening and please i do encourage you check out my daily podcast the early burb briefing which you can find wherever you found this podcast on itunes iHeartRadio, google podcast that is going through some renovations and and won't let me switch my stuff over because they're being so confusing about it spotify freaking everywhere we're pretty much everywhere there's a place we're not at yet let me know so we can be there and i'll check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon take care and hopefully you have a great day
Okay, okay, Razor. Real talk for a second. Real talk, real talk. All right. Why is it only green LEDs? I'm sorry. I mean, I, 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 look, I'm on board for the idea of a gamer credit card, but you lost me with the fact there's no RGB. How am I supposed to show my gamer pride among other kinds of pride unless that Razer logo shines in every single blasted color of the rainbow? Where's your pride, Razor? Where is your pride? Also, where's my toaster? Over the past year, I've helped thousands turn their lives around. And today, I'm going to tell you the one simple trick that will change everything. All you have to do is... And now a message from our sponsor. With Progressive, you can bundle your boat, RV, or other outdoor vehicle for great protection and even more savings. Progressive. And that's it. You'll have that for the rest of your lives. I'm so excited for you. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you. Engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.